So, so full too. We got Severance House of Gucci. Yep. And then I also have um, just a like I did last time a, a reference to Tick Tick Boom, and then I watched this brand new show called Our Flag Means Death. <laughs> Where's that at? Our Flag Means Death is actually just dropped on HBO Max. Oh, it's a okay. new show from Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. Well, I watched uh, Vikings of Valhalla. That's okay. on Netflix. It's like, it's uh, the remember the series on history that was Vikings. This is like a continuation of it, but like a hundred years later or whatever. After Ragnar did his thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's called Vikings Valhalla. Pardon yeah. me. I got the name wrong. Oh, excuse me. It's just Valhalla. Okay. I watched that. And then uh, also on Netflix, there's a movie, Downfall, The Case Against Boeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dwight had watched that a while back, and I'm like, oh, watching it with him. Okay. And I did watch the House of Gucci. Ah, you did. Okay, good. We yeah. can talk about that. Uh, hang on, I just went off. Mm. Are we recording now? I did click that button. Oh. I had how many so I had one, two, three, four martinis. Where were you that you did all this? Half a sangria, like a really generous fucking sangria too. Oh, we were at a local pizza joint. Uh-huh. It, it's a it's a bar restaurant and uh Laura and 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 a lot of our friends just, you know, we went there tonight and had a happy oh, hour okay. and, and some food oh, and Okay. I had a little too much happy with my hour. I see. Oh my god. I haven't left my car somewhere in a really long time. So Oh, so you didn't go home with your car. No, that would be <laughs> irresponsible. I see. That's right. Oh. So, nopey nope. You hear that mm. kids out there? Make sure you have a designated driver. That's this PSA important. brought to you. Wah, 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 the more you know. <laughs> so tonight the show is going to be a little inebriated. Mm, well, you know, I'm working on, I'm working on one of these. Cayman Jack, a canned margarita. Oh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. How is that? It's good when you can't get a proper mar- a margarita. Okay. Oh, I'll look that up because because Laura loves a margarita, and it's Cayman Jack. In your can, Cayman Jack. Cayman Jack, we would love a sponsorship. Thank you very much for giving you tons of airtime right now. Yeah. Or at least some free booze. (laughs) I'm going to yawn now because I'm drunk. Excuse me. Welcome back to the watch list. (laughs) Welcome back to... Okay, (laughs) let's see if I can spit this out with any kind of um, articulation. Here we go.
Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes of The Watch List with Patty and Bill by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button while you're there. Also engage with us on your social media, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watch List Pod. Make sure, whatever you do, click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. And also, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review to appease the algorithm gods. We'd appreciate it. Please, please. And Justin, follow-up, still no word from those fuckheads at Spotify. And I have direct messaged them, and I have at them on wow. the Instagram as well. So They're like big, fat liars. They are. I mean... I, I know that a lot of influencers are young, teeny bopper kind of kids or famous people, and, and I'm not throwing shade to any of those people, but where are we in that mix? I mean, they say they want to serve underserved voices. Well, they're actually helping to create the underservedness of, of our voices by not giving us a platform. So... They're still big, giant, poopy heads. They sure are. Yes, they are. So fuck Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck them. Also, I do have something for you that I want to ask you at the end of the show. So remind me, because it is a very interesting topic that has come up twice in conversation this week mm-hmm. with several of our listeners, actually. Some of our 20 listeners I've actually hung <laughs> out with this week. <laughs> So, any hosey. Uh, so, to kick us off tonight, I finally saw Tick, Tick, Boom. Ah, it's about damn time. What a great movie that is. It was really good. I really liked it. Y- you know, and I was... Uh, Andrew Garfield is having a, a fucking great year this year. I believe he is. So, between Tick, Tick, Boom, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye... You know, quietly, this is the year of Andrew Garfield a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and I was wondering why he didn't get nominated for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And, and I can understand why after seeing Tick, Tick, Boom. I mean, he carries that movie very well. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a very... It's tragic, but it's also very good and uplifting in a way just the story of playwright Jonathan Larson who eventually went on to write Rent. So if you haven't caught it, it's on Netflix now. Just just watch it. It's it's very good, especially if you're a theater kid and you appreciate New York theater and what it takes to write something and, and all of that. I just loved it. I did too. I really liked it. Yeah. All right. The songs were catchy, all that. Yeah. All right, so this week I have got three things. And we've actually got a really good piece of news, too, that I really want to share. So how much have you got this week? Well, I've got two things in addition to the two things we both saw. Oh, okay. So I guess you start since you technically have more stuff. Okay. Okay. So on Netflix, uh, there's a historical drama called Vikings Valhalla. It's a sequel to the History Channel series Vikings. This is set 100 years after 
the series Vikings ends, <sighs> where uh, the Vi- where Vikings have been living in England, like they've come together and they're like they have their own little colony, and the English have been okay with it. Well, there's a king who's like, yeah, fuck them, and he sends his people to murder everybody. All the Vikings in England. Is it England by that point? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. England at that point. Okay. Because Laura's watching fucking Last Kingdom right now. Okay. Which is good. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of enjoying that and jumped right into it, but England's not quite England yet. Ah, even though it takes no. place right there. So, okay. No, this this is, uh, it's England. The, the King of England sends people to uh, the Viking settlement called Danelaw. It's St. Bryce's Day, and he has everybody killed. King Ethelred II. King Ethelred II? Ethel, A-E-T-H-E-L, Ethelred II. Oh, well, Evil Red, Also known as the Unready. He was the King of England from... (laughs) 978 to 1013. <laughs> the unready? That's what it says here. Yeah. Hello, I'm unready. <laughs> I'm the the unready. I wasn't ready for that whole uh, murdering all the Vikings and then having every Viking and every Viking country come together from Denmark, Sweden, Norway. They all come together to attack England to have the head of that king. Can, can and you that's hold essentially on a minute? what the whole thing's about. I'm unready. Yeah. <laughs> but that's essentially what this whole thing's about is uh, how things are changing in the Viking world where, you know, more Vikings are becoming Christian and the old gods are and the old ways are being dropped behind and killing off the king of England. Wow. That's, you know, it's it is what you would expect for if you've seen the series Vikings. This is you. You know what you're gonna get. I so tried getting into that when it first came on, uh, you know, because I was all up in the Game of Thrones and all that other sort of shit. And Vikings to me, and and I guess I need to give it another shot because it was just kind of boring as shit. I watched the first season ish, and then because it's on History Channel, yeah. it was just hard for me to remember to watch it. Yeah. And even with the DVR. It was recorded, and every now and then I'd choose to go back because, you know, Ragnar Lothbrok was pretty hot. Um, But that's not enough of a reason to keep watching something. Because, you know, a hot guy, you got to have a good story, too, to keep going. I mean, Apple TV's uh, series C is kind of an example. Aquaman's in that and yeah, that's a piece of trash. <laughs> that show C is it is a piece of hot steaming garbage trash poop. <laughs> that, that's how bad that is. So yeah, sorry uh, Jason, but that show is awful. Well, I don't But Vikings yeah. Valhalla was okay. I you know, it was fun. Okay. I was giving myself a break from my Korean dramas, because one just ended, and my new friends are... I won't see them again, because the show's over. 
God, you sound so sad. Cheer this it is, up, will you? It's kind of sad, you know, when you watch a series, you binge it, and you get these new friends, and you're following their adventures, and then it's over, and there isn't going to be another season. There's no amount of letters is going to make it happen, yeah. and my friends are gone now. I feel that way about Parks and Rec. I felt that way about The Good Place when it was done. Yeah, oh, I you know, know my friends are gone. And I, and I guess a good show does that to you. Yeah, exactly. And that's so I needed a break from something that when it was over, I knew I wasn't going to be like losing my friends. Oh my God, <laughs> Vikings Valhalla is exactly sad. what I got. Oh, Jesus. God, <laughs> but it's yeah. a fun show. It's a fun, you know, actiony people getting killed and uh, and stuff. Okay. Murder, revenge, all that. Well, if you want to see murder, death, kill, check out Vikings Valhalla. On Netflix. Yeah. Well, sort of in that vein. Sort uh-huh. of. Mm-hmm. Your guy here checked out a show from Taika Waititi called Our Flag Means Death. Hmm. And it is a comedy series that just dropped on HBO Max. And it stars Reese Darby, uh, Taika Waititi's in it, and a few other people that I don't think American ar- audiences are going to are going to catch except the guy that played Hodor is in it oh cool so that's kind of cool that is cool um and and it's really a show about this this aristocratic fop named uh steed bonnet he's an aristocrat and he abandons his life of privilege to become a pirate in the early 18th century and in flashbacks, you see that he was really put upon and kind of bullied and and all of that. But it's a humorous take on just this dolt who, who just decides, I'm going to become a pirate. And it's exciting. <laughs> and we're just going to do this. And there's lots of mayhem. And, and his crew is like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, but we're a shit crew anyway, so what else are we going to do? Because this guy pays his crew a living wage. He pays them a regular living wage and gives them time off as well. So it's like having a regular job, but they're pirates. <laughs> but you're a pirate. Oh, my God, that's so funny. And I and I was watching this show like, oh, is, is this funny? Am I supposed to like this? Because I think Taika Waititi does a really good job at, you know, what we do in the shadows and, and other stuff. And the show, the first show, actually kind of picks up toward the end when this the aristocratic guy has to kind of prove he's tough because an old childhood bully comes on another ship to try to take him over and blah 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 so, and the wackiness ensues not only did he decide to become a pirate but his childhood bully became a pirate is this this isn't modern day is it no 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 18th oh god century. i was <laughs> You probably said that, and I'm sitting here picturing modern day. Are you not paying this attention guy just, to the show? I don't, I, I don't even know my mind. I'm drunk, but I know well, I'm speaking you know, I mean, English. You know, Cayman Jack helps Cayman you pay Jack, attention, Cayman right? Cayman Jack, we need your money, <laughs> goddammit. Fuck. Oy, oy. I, would, okay. I would take a sponsorship right now from the pizza place that actually we dropped a lot of money in tonight. To, to, fuck, what was I going to say? Shit. <laughs> I don't Sorry. know. I'm tipsy. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, the other <laughs> the other guy 
didn't become a pirate. I think he's more like the law on the sea. Oh, you okay. know, think of Pirates of the Caribbean, like the the kind of bad guy who was after Captain Jack. I think mm-hmm. he was just part of the Royal Navy or whatever it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. So the okay. childhood bully becomes part of the Navy. Ah. And blah blah blah. It it's an interesting show. I think there are definitely worse comedies out there, and I would give it maybe one more show, or one more episode. There was one point that actually did make me laugh, uh, and it was, <laughs> and it was when they flashed back to himself as a kid. But um, it's okay. Hmm. Why not? All right. Uh, but is it forgettable? Probably. Ah, uh, darn. Okay. And didn't even know it dropped until I started searching for shit to watch. So, mm-hmm. meh. So it's on HBO Max, you said. Right? HBO Maxi. All right. Okay. My other thing is also on Netflix. It is a documentary called Downfall, The Case Against Boeing. Dum, dum, dum. Dun, dun, dun. This is about that new jet plane, the Boeing 737 MAX, and where the two airliners crashed, the one that was uh, Lion Air Flight 610 and Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302, Um, and then how they, like, the government said, those planes can't fly right now until they fix it. And it's all about what the issue was and how it got there and how Boeing, uh, man, over the years, they've cut corners and cut staff to and cut people even checking safety shit. And wow, the fact that they're still in business is shocking to me. And this is really good, and you should watch it. It's, I mean, that's all I got to say. And this was damn good and eye-opening because I didn't know all the ins and outs of that whole thing. Yeah, but you've been on a plane. I've been on a plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and I guess I do want to know those things. I really do. Is, is that the kind of thing that's going to scare the shit out of you before you get on a plane again? Well, I'm not one of those people to be scared about that kind of shit, honestly. Okay. I mean, I don't work. I'm not a worrier type of person. I'm not an anxious kind of person. I'm just like a, wow, that was that was shit. And I'm glad okay. they sorted that out. And I'm glad this documentary came out showing how we need more, like, supervisory stuff going on with mm. these people building airplanes and shit. Yeah. But, I mean... If the plane's gonna crash, whether I know this or not, oh God, please. I mean, it's just gonna. Cr- I mean, oh, it, there's not much I could do about it, so there's no point in worrying about it. Okay. And where is it again? This is on Netflix. Downfall: The Case Against Boeing. Uh, this is some damn good shit, and you should watch it. Okay. Very informative. So the next two things are two things that Patty and I both watched. Mm-hmm. Getting into that rarefied air where we actually get to debate Siskel and Ebert style. Maybe. Maybe. We can both gush like, I love this. I did too. But then sometimes I looked at <laughs> like, you don't know what the fuck you talking about. What the hell? <laughs> I want to get into that kind of shit too. Well, maybe we'll find something. 
All right. So you've been bothering me for like a couple of weeks now. And honestly, and I finally caught up on the first two episodes of Severance. This is amazing. On Apple TV Plus. Yes. And it stars Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. He works for a company where employees voluntarily allow their minds to be separated. So you have a work self and you have a an after work, not at work self. And it's called being severed. So you get in this magic elevator that messes with your mind and makes you forget the outside world for the eight hours you're at work. You do your job and then you leave and then you forget you ever did that job. You don't even, you know where you work. You don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. It's and, for, you know, work-life balance. And that's what they right? say. It's for work-life balance. Until an ex-worker comes to visit Adam Scott. And Adam Scott starts to unravel the mystery of who he works for. Yeah. I have got this. Okay, so I'm on board now. Good. With I'm this glad. show. <laughs> but I almost wasn't. But why were you not? Because sometimes shit can be just so weird that it turns me <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... Yeah. And it's not that I can't handle weird. It's not that I can't, you know, take a little uh, different kind of filmmaking. Hold on. I think Chewy might want to get up. Chewy, you doing okay, bud? He was a little weirded out by this show, too. It's not that <laughs> I can't handle this show. But it, But on one hand, it almost was too weird and too askew. And, the and... opening... Where the girl wakes up on the conference table and this disembodied voice out of a old-fashioned looking speaker is talking to her. That is like, what the fuck is going on? Why yeah. why am I watching this? Oh what is this? But if get past that and then the story unravels and it seems better. And to think about, you know, what that would be like to be have your brain split to where one half doesn't know what the other half, like the two halves don't talk to each other and don't know what's going on. Uh, like watching the character Heli, you know, go to work and then see how fucked up this shit is on her first day and try to leave and feel like she's trapped because she just keeps coming back. It's like you go through the door and you're still in the same place. You go through the door in your same place. It started making me think, okay, if I'm at work and my my work person, me as a worker, never gets to go home, like never feels that going home and winding down to where the weekend has happened, but I'm still at work. I just somehow have magically changed my clothes and showered, but I don't remember changing my clothes or showering because I've just come to work but i feel like i've never left well they explain that in the show but but i'm thinking of me how would i feel that way like as the workers thinking of the workers some of them it, it seems like they're okay with it but i feel like 
I would be like her. I'd feel like I'm fucking trapped and I never get to go home. It remains to be seen because I think, uh, episode, well, I need to catch up on episode three, which is already there. And I think episode four dropped today. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen through episode three. Okay. But, and I'm just, I can totally get into Helly's head and be like, at, you know, even that first episode, I'm like, shit. Well, shit. But then, but then people... I would just slowly be like beaten down. I, I think my work person would be beaten down. But that's why they 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 give Helly the video of her talking to right, herself, right. yeah, to show to explain, that she signed like, up totally for this, this. Yep. voluntarily. So my thing is, why did these people sign up for this voluntarily? Yeah, and everybody's it's all, got and it, their reason, but we don't know them all. And it kind of reminded me of the platform. Yeah. You know, they sign up to go into this fucked up situation for some type of benefit. Mm-hmm. Even though it has really weird consequences. And there are just sometimes, and and I know why they did this too. You are meant to feel just as askew and just as disoriented as these characters. So yeah. they made so they made the narrative match what you're supposed to be feeling. I get that. So Adam Scott, please get us a sponsorship. Please don't come after me for throwing <laughs> you shade. I get it. But sometimes shit is just a little too weird that it was almost so off-putting that I almost bounced. Yeah, yeah. And I almost wish that there was a more mainstream way they could have done this because adam scott certainly has a lot more personality than his character is showing at least by the end of episode two mm-hmm. and obviously that's by design but i just think that there is a more mainstream tv way they could have done this where it's still just as mysterious but a little bit less quirky but anyway, I dig Severance, though. So thank you for making me watch it. I'm glad you watched it. And I'm glad you liked it. It's just not going to yeah, be it, for it, everybody. Yeah, it's not going to be for everybody. Well, it's on Apple TV Plus, so right there. Well, not right. really for everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, do you even have Apple TV Plus? Well, yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you'll have to get Apple TV Plus to watch this. Right. There are many better things. Many other things that are also really good and worth the Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. subscription if you want to get the most out of your month. Yeah. Since this is slowly dropping episodes, there's nine total. The last one will hit on April the 8th uh, okay. for those who want to know about it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it got me really thinking, like, would I do something like that? I well, don't think... Watching this... And thinking about it as it's going on in this show, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think I could. Well, I, 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 I think my work person would hate the rest of me and probably commit suicide, knowing that I can never actually leave work. Or when you, or the perception that you never leave work. Well, yeah, the well, for that work person, you never leave. Right, the work it person feels like never you leaves. never leave. Yeah, the person who leaves never has to work, and that person would be thrilled to death. Right. 
but the work person somehow is refreshed and changed and showered. Yeah. My Audi, as they refer to them, the Audi is the person who gets to leave the office and the innie is your worker self. Right. It's in the show. They have Audis and innies, which it's just it's horrible, horrible descriptions, but you know, it, it makes just, sense. It's just weird. And I and I'm on board with it because I like yeah. weird. But please be advised, you 20 listeners, possibly 22 by the end of tonight mm. after tonight's dinner, um, that it's not for everybody. So if you if you it's almost like Stanley Kubrick developed a weird, quirky sci fi type mystery show. Yeah. And uh, I want to say kind of borderline lost where you're wondering what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like the polar bear on the island and the, I don't know, oh, and that weird ass shit that you never got to hear thing. about. Yeah. Oh, Jesus With this Christ. weird, mysterious, and the people on the other, the other side of the island or whatever the fuck those random yeah. people were. Yeah. yeah. See, that's it's that kind of yeah. weird shit, sort of. Yeah. All right, so that's Severance on Apple TV+. Plus. If you happen to be one of the misfits like us that paid for it, give it a shot. Yeah, it's worth it. It's If, if you're into that kind of thing, it's worth it. It's worth it if you have it. Well, I mean, if you, yeah, if you have it, it, the show is worth watching if you're into that kind of thing and you have Apple TV+. Plus. Right, but it's not worth just running out and buying Apple TV+. Plus for. If you're into that kind of weird shit, it, I would say it is. If you already know that weird shit, you'll like it, and you'll want to get Apple TV Plus for it. Yeah, okay. And then you'll find all the other cool stuff on Apple TV Plus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, I'm sorry. It's you just, don't agree with me there. Well, all right, then. It's it's it. No, it's not that I. <laughs> it's not that I completely disagree. It's that sometimes, and I've talked about this before. There is a train that always allows you on, so that you can ride the ride that the show wants you to ride mm-hmm. and this show the train is just weird and and i i'm on board with it but i'm not sure other people on the platform would be be on board with it and i think the concept is sound i wish there was just a better way to introduce it to the masses mm. if that makes sense Makes sense. I'm just thinking they may not have wanted the masses. Maybe. And Uh, that's why it's got its weird quirkiness, which I dig that kind of weird quirky. As do I. Maybe that's what's wrong with this. And that's why I'm able to get on the on the plan I'm on the train, man. Boop. I guess so. And the people who aren't gonna get on the train, well, go find another one. I guess. This wasn't created for you. No, it was not. As evidenced by the intro to that show. But anyway, that's Severance on Apple TV+. All right. The other thing that we both watched was House of Gucci. Mm Mm-hmm. I have been waiting for that movie for fucking months, man. I know you have. That first trailer was baller, and I loved it. I watched it again before we recorded this show. I really enjoyed it. I I was bored out of my fucking mind. Really? Oh my uh, god. I, the first hour and 20 minutes I'm like what is this even about? Do, I, I'm going to keep going but uh, it does not have me. Ah. Uh, and I see. just don't give a shit about any of these people at all. 
Well, and then I found myself Googling it to go to the Wikipedia page to read the plot line about this whole damn thing. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? Oh. Which is which is about a, a woman named Patrizia Reggiani, who eventually marries Maurizio Gucci, and um, through a whole bunch of life, their lives unravel, and she eventually plots to murder Maurizio Gucci, and succeeds. She was actually convicted for this, so it is about not just the Gucci family, but also set against the backdrop of the fashion world and how important Gucci was and, and all that other sort of stuff. See, I loved it. After watching it, Laura and I both agree that this was the mommy dearest of this kind of movie. I can understand... I liked Lady Gaga in it very much, actually. She didn't, And Laura didn't even realize that that was Jared Leto playing one of the other Gucci's. Yeah, it wasn't until I... Uh... I, I looked it up, and I saw Jared Leto was in it. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I looked at who he was. I'm like, oh, he's Paolo Gucci? Yeah, he Shit, played Paolo that, Gucci. That makeup, damn. Yeah. And Paolo was the, well, Jared Leto, the Joker, is the son of Michael Corleone in the movie. Who's, <laughs> and uh, in other words, um, what's his name? Al Pacino is in this movie as well. And he and his brother, played by Jeremy Irons in this movie, founded the House of Gucci. No. They like I inherited said, no, the House of Gucci from their father. That's right. Yeah. Don't listen to me. There I'm were wasted. three brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Paolo is the grandson of the original Gucci founder. Yeah. And uh, Lady Gaga marries the other grandson of the Gucci founder. And then she's all plotty McPlotterson trying to make Gucci different and better and take over and... Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well... Oh, and And everybody, <laughs> forget what the fuck I just said. I don't, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Listen to Patty. <laughs> but, yes. And Adam Driver is the son of Jeremy Irons in this movie. And Paolo, who's played by Jared Leto, is the son of Al Pacino in this movie. Yes. And those guys wish that they could actually kind of switch sons because Maurizio is the more responsible one and Jared Leto's character is the fuck-up of the family. Mm-hmm. Well, Lady Gaga in this movie, she she is the daughter of, of, a, of a trucking company guy who meets Gucci at a party. And yes, she wants it all, and she wants to, you know, be in this big, wealthy lifestyle and all that. But it's but it's also hard to root... As much as it's hard to kind of root for her at times, it's also hard to root for Kylo Ren as well, because he's a dickwad too. Yeah, I... um. I think his dad disowned him because he married Gaga. He did. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Well, he didn't have, from what I read on the Wikipedia page, not because I was paying attention to the movie or enjoyed it at all, um, he wasn't all that interested in joining the House of Gucci as a business. 
He just he wasn't that interested in it. Right. But he had a better business mind, sort of, because in the end he fucked up the house of Gucci and ended up losing it all to some corporation that took over that still owns it today. Yes. And they say at the end of the movie that nobody within the family of Gucci owns Gucci anymore. Yeah. It is it is no longer owned by any Gucci. They have no say in any of it. That's just not. But but the but Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, um while he didn't have any interest in running the company, he was just as happy. There's this scene where he's just as happy working for Lady Gaga's father at the trucking company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's pulled back into the world of Gucci and he marries Gaga and, you know, they become Gucci. And uh, so that part is kind of that's why it to me it felt a lot of mommy dearesty. It seemed a little melodramatic at times. Mm-hmm. And then the accents started to really just uh, grate on my nerves. They're terrible. From I everybody. Mean, everybody. Like at times I'm like, are they Russian or Italian? Yeah. I'm so yeah. confused. It just, I was like, could you just speak American? I, I can't. I'm just done with this. Yeah. I. I and I would, the only accent that I ever attempt is a really horrible British accent, and I apologize to the entire British people for maligning <laughs> their accent whenever I do voiceover work. Um, but to do an Italian accent from Italy accent, I, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is a very specific linguistic skill well, and that I don't think on... anybody had. Well, and yeah, I don't think any of these actors had it have it at all. Except and Pacino, I think. But yeah. from my tour of Italy, I noticed that different cities have different, like the accents different based on where you're at in Italy too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Actually, Jared Leto did an all right job. Jared uh, Leto that, did an all right. By job. the time he came around, I was like, I can't, I just can't listen to these anymore, and I don't care what's happening. Although the I worst, was so over it. But the worst accent, and I'm sorry, Jeremy Irons. You are an incredible actor. You have won an Academy Award. You have won BAFTAs. But I heard your British come through a couple of times. Oh yeah, I noticed. I yes, I heard that too. So you you can never forget that Jeremy Irons is British. By the way, <laughs> and I you're... I did hear a little American slipping through on Gaga. Oh yeah. I heard and that. it and it probably would have been well probably would have been a much more straightforward movie had they all not tried to do accents, yeah, just like fuck it, you know we're gonna say we're from Italy, these characters are are Italian, okay, we yeah, get see it see Italy around you, it's great, it's fine, so but if you're to me, if you're looking to be entertained by something melodramatic and to me just shot really well and and entertaining i liked house of gucci we rented it on voodoo for six bucks because it was new to rent which is why i'm reviewing it now not when it came out i waited for it um because we were all still up in covid but i enjoyed it i think you're gonna have a at least a decent time and it's it's over two hours no don't waste your time. 
Don't waste your money. Jesus. If you want a good melodrama that entertains you, watch anything Korean on Netflix. You'll get a great melodrama and it will entertain you. So you found nothing redeemable about House no, of No, this was a waste of my time. And my six bucks. See, well, what was so bad about it's, House of Gucci? It was boring. And I didn't care about any of these people enough to really, you know, try, even try to relate to them. It was just awful. Everything was awful. It's true. Everything. They're all kind of shitty people. I, I just, I, I was not even, like, drawn in to ask what's going on I need to keep going. I was like, I could stop now and just read about it and be just is not entertained. Wow. <laughs> Unlike Severance where this girl just woke up on a on top of the table. But why the fuck is she on top of the table? That's what I wanted to know. So that's why I kept watching. I'm like, why is she on top of the table? Why does she not know anything? What is going on? See, that's what that's, I did. That just drew me in to keep, I have to, I have to at least find out what's going on here. And then it just kept going, okay, now what's happening? Wait, what is this? And that's how Severance pulled me in. And Vikings was like, how dare the he kill all those people? That motherfucker. I want to see them get vengeance, and I'm going to watch this to see it happen. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, th- this is the difference. How scoochy. I'm like, yawn. Oh, they love each other, and they get married. Yeah, whatever. See, I don't think it was nearly the boar fest oh, that he's, Patty he's says. He's totally disowned him. Yeah, because that's what rich people do. Well, blah, he, blah, blah. he just thought that Gaga was a gold digger, and, and there was a part of her that it, was. It's boring, yawn. Like, but that's never was, been a thing ever. It's not. Oh, my God. I mean, it's true because this is a true story, but. Uh, you know what? I, uh, I dug the melodrama. If you're into cheese, House of Gucci is it. Although, I'm very surprised that Ridley Scott, Lady Gaga, uh, you know... Um, Jared Leto. Jared Jeremy Leto, Irons. Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, uh, Pacino, Adam Driver, make a very melodramatic movie. I'm surprised they made this piece of shit. Yeah. All those names and this is the piece of shit you give Yeah, uh, and I, I give you that. I was just entertained by it. I see why it didn't get any Oscar nominations. Yeah, I do too. And, and it's I, crap. I give you that. It's not crap. It's, it's just... not as crappy as that dog thing, but it's still oh, crap. That fucking power of the dog. <laughs> fucking hell. It's still crap. Uh... Don't watch either one of these. <laughs> Hence why Bill and Patty will never be members of the Oscar-like <laughs> committee. Uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. So this I've got... is the third supposedly Oscar-worthy movie that's been crap. Which one? The the Macbeth and the dog thing and now this. Because people were claiming that it was going to get Oscars, this House of Gucci, but it didn't. Well, and see, that's why I'm so fucking pissed off that a movie like Passing did not. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. Why is it that Gaga was in the conversation for a while? She did not get nominated for Best Actress, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I can see why. But 
how is it that Gaga was in the conversation, but neither uh, um, Tessa Thompson or Ruth Naga were? That's mm -hmm. what I do not understand. I want Hollywood to explain to me the difference between those performances. Because there is no way on God's green earth you're going to tell me that either one of the two leads in passing weren't worthy of at least the consideration for an Oscar. And yet you're going to possibly throw Gaga's hat into the ring because she's Gaga. Yep. So any hoozy. Anyway. anyway. So I got, a, I, got, I got some actual biting news today. Ooh, biting news. So let me let me go to the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Do do interwebs. Um. Oh shit! Did I news? <laughs> news. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! All right, give me a second. I gotta find it again. All right, I can just recall it off the top of my head. Okay. All right, so big time news in the streaming world has happened. Oh. NBC Universal is pulling its stuff from Hulu. Hmm. So you won't get to see American Auto, you won't get to see Grand Crew, you won't get to see other NBC Universal stuff. They're going to migrate all of that over to Peacock. Oh. oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. So, you know, I go to Hulu so that I can have those shows on demand. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, that's going to be a thing. Mm. So, Hulu may it's not be... It's going to lose a lot, aren't they? It's going to lose a lot. Mm. It's going to lose a lot of shit. Wow. So, that's the biggest news that I found this week. I had found and pointed out that starting March 16th, all of the Marvel Netflix show stuff is going to be on Disney Plus now. Yeah, Jessica Jones, uh, uh, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Iron Fist. Yes. Yeah, man. Well, they have no choice now because Spider-Man No Way Home actually brought that universe over to Marvel. Well, it's not that they have no choice. I think that was the plan. Which is Honestly, a very good yeah. plan. Wait, that was originally the big plan, and now the, we have a date of when it's all going to move over so yeah. you can watch it. Because I think it was already removed from Netflix, those shows. And and hopefully it'll get... I, I never watched Iron Fist, by the way. I, I watched maybe watch one or two episodes. And I was meh about it. I loved Daredevil. I loved Jessica. And I loved Jessica Jones. I think they did those shows some good and I like justice. Nick, Nick, Luke. Thank Cage. you, Luke Cage. Yes. I keep Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I watched a couple of episodes of that, but but I was kind of disappointed that they used an actress in that that they used in in one of the Captain America movies, Captain America: Civil War. Oh, okay. And I thought it was the same character, and it wasn't, oh, so that was kind of confusing. confusing. 
And in the Marvel Universe, you don't do that. No, no. You can't have the same actor play two different characters. It's fucking confusing. But any whoosie. Um, so, yeah, big news in streaming. Okay. So, also, just a, a brief shout-out to David. What's up, David? Hey, David. Saw the Batman and loved it. Said it was a little too long, but loved it. So I'm on board. I can't wait to see it. I think I'm going to wait for it to premiere on HBO Max. Really? You're not going to go to the theater? (sighs) Maybe. Mm. And the reason I say that is it's three hours long. That's a long-ass time to be sitting my fat ass in a seat. Mm Mm-hmm. Without being able to hit pause, go use my own bathroom, every other argument that I've ever given before. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of time. So for only time, and all the reviews that I've read of it said that it is a fucking brilliant movie, except it is way too long. They could easily trim another half an hour from it, and it would still be awesome. So that's why I think I'm going to wait for it. Okay. Here's my question, though, that that I teased at the beginning of the show. Oh. So, in having a conversation with several of our key listenership, mm-hmm. and thank you all for listening, by the way, we argued about the most quotable movie of all time. Oh. And we brought up tons of movies. So, I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask all of our listeners, too. I want all of you, right fucking now, he says, still inebriated, Go to your go to your light boxy thingy phone and and go to Instagram or wherever and hit us up on at the watchlist pod at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson or go to the watchlistpod.com and click on the contact us button. What is the most quotable movie of all time? Mm. And they there were arguments to be made for the Princess Bride. The Godfather, um, uh, Spaceballs. You get you get my gist. Mm-hmm. So we started rolling around, and I I thought of this actually. We need to do a bracket, an honest to goodness sports like bracket. And I think that the the only criteria is that or two. It's an individual movie, not a saga. So in other words, in Star Wars, you can't say, may the force be with you and Luke, I am your father, because they're from two separate movies. Mm -hmm. So they have to be individual movies that have the most quotes, and those quotes have to been absorbed into the American lexicon so that most people, if you said that line, would know it. Or at least it would ring a bell somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm can't be some obscure fucking line that you just happen to love but nobody else knows yeah so so what's your what's your most quotable well before you even said any i was thinking huh like what movie have i said quotes from the most and what immediately popped in my head is the princess bride really Mm Hmm. hmm and I, there's and, a whole lot. There's a whole lot in there. Oh, tons of it. I mean, tons like of it. A whole lot. Um, and other movies, like 
other movies, I, I can't think of any others that off the top of my head right now that I have as many things in them as Princess Bride. But I think also this is going to be like an age-related thing too because what I think is a quotable movie, like millennials may not think so and then even the Gen Zers aren't going to agree either. And the boomers aren't going to agree with what Xers think either. Every generation is going to have its own most quotable movie. Like some people might claim The Graduate is the most quotable movie. Which really, I can only think of the Mrs. Robinson shit. Yes. (laughs) From that one. And I don't think I've seen that movie all the way through. It's actually really good. Anyway, so... Log on to the watch list pod. All the all the stuffs and crap that I said before. Let us know what your idea of your favorite quotable movie is. And I'm going to put together a bracket. Mm, okay. Now, theoretically, it doesn't matter where a movie falls on the bracket. I'm going to have to consult some people on this. But it shouldn't matter what movie falls where on the bracket because... Weak movies will always die off. Strong movies will always be there. So eventually you're going to get a strong movie versus a strong movie either way. But you have to eliminate the wheat from the chaff. So I'm going to go for it like that. What were you thinking? Because you seem surprised at my Princess Bride. Not at all. As a, I, I'm not surprised by it, oh. but I am, I am surprised by the sheer number of people who have mentioned The Princess Bride. I agree that The Princess Bride is a very quotable movie, extremely quotable. Mm-hmm. And I would even make the argument that a quotable movie helps it have a longer life. Ah, I would agree. Since Princess Bride is is a wonderful film, but just not one of my favorites, mm-hmm. I was surprised how many people said Princess Bride. So that means I'm going to have to rewatch some shit. Yeah. And say, all right, all right, all right. Well, fuck, yeah, okay. But then I was starting to think, not even Star Wars is that quotable. Now, there's a few, well, the, actual, the first movie. Yes. There's only a couple of things, maybe. Because Star Wars is, you know. It's a collection of movies and a collection of things. Right, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of it. In well, there's that the movie. I. Well, yeah, for that one, yes. For that one. For that one. I mean, it, it's the whole spectacle of that movie that makes it memorable. You're a little but, short for a stormtrooper. But is that as good a quote? No, no. But right. that, that's one that popped into my head. And I'm now. willing to concede that. You know, mm-hmm. he, that's one of my top five movies of all time, but it is not the most quotable movie in the world. Gold Leader. No. <laughs> no, that, that gold, gold Leader. <laughs> I, I just try to remember what they say as they shoot things down that people mention, and yeah, I can't remember. Red Leader, this is Gold oh, thank Leader. You. There yeah, you go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, see, um, see how quotable that was? And then there's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope. Oh, yes. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my uh, only Help me, Obi-Wan hope. Kenobi, You're My Only Hope. Mm-hmm. May the Force be with you. 
uh, and then I kind of get stuck. Whereas Princess Bride, have fun storming the castle. Inconceivable. My name is Inigo Montoyo. You killed my father. Prepare to die. He said to bleed. Liar! 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 <laughs> <laughs> True love. As you, As you wish. wish. Yeah. And if you just say R-O-U-S, everybody knows what that is. R-O-U-S? Yeah, the R-O-U-S's. Rodents of unusual size. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. See, I need to see. I need to watch some shit again. So anyway, people, let us know what should be on the bracket. I'm going to take a couple of weeks and I'm going to form a bracket. Now, it's not going to mm-hmm. be like an NC, NCAA Final Four length bracket. But it might have like 10, 20 movies on it. Mm-hmm. And I might throw this up on the socials. So, Ooh. you know. Like the hundred or so people that follow me might be able to chime in on that one. So anyway, that's all I got this week. That's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thanks everybody. <laughs> I guess that's a cold close to the show. I don't. I don't nah. know. Anyway. Ah. Uh, anyway, stay safe. Be well. I pray for Ukraine. I honestly have to say. Damn. Anyway, we will catch you all next time. I will watch some more stuff, hopefully not hungover. (laughs) All right. Have a good week, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.